everyone. Hello and welcome to the Trariti Consulting Group podcast. We will be broadcasting on a range of topics and issues that are facing businesses in turbulent times. The unprecedented contemporary challenges and strategies to deal with them. It is time to step back, reflect and prepare to face the future. The Trariti Consulting Group podcast series will address these wide-ranging topics focused on best practices in management and a career in management consulting. We would like to welcome the CEO of Trariti Consulting Group, Arup Majumdar, to this podcast. It is great to have you here, Arup. Thank you. How has your podcasting experience been so far, Arup? You have spoken to us about business transformation and also a career in management consulting. Indeed, it has been an enjoyable experience. First is to practice speaking in a smooth way. Avoid the uh, uh, um, etc. that comes naturally. I hope I am communicating to the audience in a structured and logical way. Yes, you are right. For the young professionals listening to us now, the message is practice and develop a structured flow of your thought. Arup, in your last podcast, you talked a lot about building communication skills for professional success. There has been a lot of interest around this topic, so let's dig a bit deeper in this episode. You mentioned what makes a resume stand out among the crowd of applicants for any job. Before we begin this particular topic, I would like to ask you about one statement you made in the previous podcast when I asked you how you can find time to spend reading comics when there are other readings to be done. You had said that you can find time if you want to do it. Can you elaborate on this? Yes, it is basically time management. We all have a limited amount of time every day. It can be a few hours less or more, but it cannot be more than 24 hours, right? Now, most of our to-do list of items fall under the categories of either urgent or important. First, make a Venn diagram, which you all have learned in school, it is two rings that overlap each other with a common slice. The slice to focus on is the overlap of urgent and important. If you focus on that slice to plan your day, you would have taken the first step in effective time management. So don't say that, oh, I could not do this because I was so busy with other things that I did not have the time. That is not true. You did not do it because it was probably lower in your category or you got distracted. Take a simple case, going to the washroom. Will you ever say, I didn't go to the bathroom as I was too busy with other things? <laughs> That's true. If we want to do something and don't end up doing it, we cannot blame lack of time. And this is in line with your previous message. Stay focused and stay consistent. Let us now talk about the topic for this podcast. 
Can you please guide our audience on how to make a standout resume that will pass the first test of shortlisting? Now, this is going to be a long talk, but do interrupt me and ask for clarifications. First, a resume and cover letter are a product. The product is you. Like any product, there is a producer of the product and there is a consumer of the product. You must understand what the consumer wants. In this case, it is what the recruiter is looking for you in your resume. In order to sell yourself, you have to attractively package yourself, differentiate yourself so that the buyer, in this case the recruiter, feels curious enough to shortlist you and know more about you. There are two elements that you need to consider, the resume and the cover letter. Do we need both? My answer is yes, because each of them serve a different purpose. Let us start with the resume. Let us first put down some ground rules that are absolute no-nos. They may sound simple, but I've seen these no-nos in thousands of resumes. Number one, make your resume in one A4 page only. Do not go beyond one page. You should have the ability to condense yourself in one page. You don't have to tell the recruiter everything about you. You highlight just the ones that will interest the recruiter, just like a product. Do not put details of your father's name, mother's name, father's occupation, date of birth, place of birth, religion, temporary address, permanent address, a declaration at the end saying, I do hereby declare that the above mentioned information is true to the best of my knowledge, etc, etc. Delete, delete, delete. The recruiter is not interested to know all this during the shortlisting process. Number two, leave a distinct border on each side of the A4 page. Do not try to cram in text from end to end. It makes the resume unreadable and is likely to distract the recruiter. Number three, another fundamental point to note is the file type and the file name. The recruiter may be using some operating system that does not show up your file in the right format. To be safe, send all files in the PDF format. Name your file appropriately so that the recruiter can easily find you among the database of applicants. Example, resume, underscore, first name, underscore, last name, so I would name my resume file as resume underscore arup underscore majunda. Are you serious about this? That you get resumes with these three points of your no-no? Personal details, page formatting, various types of file names? Th that is so obvious. Yes, it is obvious. But we have seen resumes stating the occupation of the mother a housewife. We have seen resumes with all sorts of names like resume 1, resume revised, resume final, etc. etc. We have seen resumes being sent with different file extensions. Bottom line, if it is difficult to open and read, then you are automatically not shortlisted. So small things do matter. Number 4. Avoid the temptation of downloading standard formats from the web. It kills creativity. There are so many options to choose from. You can certainly look at all the available options and decide to pick bits and pieces from various 
options that you may like. But don't outright copy one format. Because once you choose a standard format, you're boxing yourself in a certain way and the recruiter can make three assumptions. First, you are too lazy to spend time on making your own resume and choosing a shortcut to write it. Second, you are not spending time packaging your product that is you in a unique way. Third, you are following a college template and this is something I want to talk a little bit about. This is the recruiting time and at Thrifty Consulting Group, we receive hundreds of applications. Some of them are from top management colleges in our country. I just have to look at one resume out of a bunch of resume from a college and tell you without reading the resume which college the student is from. It is so predictable that is in fact boring and we just scan for the grades as a filter. It is not fair to the students and so we introduced one more filter. We are now using Thrifty Consulting Group's own artificial intelligence enabled facial recognition tool to screen candidates. If I'm recruiting for a marketing job, I would think along these lines. Where is the creativity? This does not mean that you have to create a fancy looking resume to show your creativity, but usage of appropriate words and a proper storyline will do the trick. The word storyline interests me. Tell us more about it. Yes, storytelling is an art. We often think of the hard skills in all our functional areas. But what catches the eye of the recruiter is how you showcase your skills through a story. So let us continue with the storyline of resume building. The first main block of information, your career objective. Don't repeat whatever you have done in the past. It's already available under your experience, which the recruiter will read in case it decides to read. The career objective should follow the 80-20 rule. Spend 20% of your text in summarizing what you have learned so far or discovered your true passion. And the remaining 80% should be what you aspire to do in the next five years. That gives the recruiter a sense of your career expectation and also your motivation, your hunger level to achieve success and aim for bigger things in life. It makes your career objective section more solid. You can say something along these lines as an example. I have learned and built on my skills of data analytics and would like to further enhance my effectiveness in this area. In five years, I see myself as leading a team of data analysts and deliver tangible, meaningful data-driven decision options for the company. I guess the natural flow then would be to list in chronological order your education, experience, extracurricular activities, your hobbies. Am I right, Arup? Right. You can call these as blocks of information. There should be some basic blocks in place. Block number one, your name, email, phone, LinkedIn profile link. Block two, career objectives. Block three, your education. Block four, experience. Block five, extracurricular activities. Block six, hobbies and passion. Stop, no more blocks, maximum six blocks. Since your limitation on space is one page only, try not to make too many blocks. That consumes unnecessary space. The aim is to create 
a neat looking and easily readable document. Recruiters normally spend 15 to 20 seconds scanning a resume at the most. So you need to capture his attention in a short and powerfully written document. Is that all it takes to make an outstanding resume? How about the actual content in each of the blocks? Any advice on how to write the bullet points in the body of your resume? The bullet points are the meat of the resume. They have to be impactful. To make each bullet point impactful, keep three important points in mind. Each of your bullet point must have the name of the activity, the description of the activity, and the outcome of the activity. Let us take an example. One option is to write, completed a course on digital marketing by Coursera or any other online platform. When a recruiter reads this, he cannot make much out of it. Several questions will pop up like, you have completed the course, but did you get any grades? Were you a passive learner and crossed each chapter and made it to the end of the course and got the certificate? Were you an active learner? Did you really learn something? I've seen literally thousands of resumes listing the various online courses that the student has undertaken. As a recruiter, it does not mean much to me. Let us look at another way to write the same point. Learned digital marketing through a LinkedIn course, gaining in-depth understanding of the KPIs used to measure the effectiveness of marketing spend. This statement is more powerful. It has all the ingredients required to know for the recruiter. You have said the name and the description of the activity, digital marketing course by LinkedIn, and you have said the outcome, deeper understanding of the KPIs. That is the singular golden rule to make an outstanding bullet point. That is a wonderful way to summarize how to present or sell yourself. Thank you very much for your insights, Arup. I hope our audience is able to make an outstanding resume now. In our next episode, we will talk more on the cover letter and also dive into what it takes to make a resume for a management consulting position. Is it the same resume or are management consulting resumes different? That would be mighty interesting to know. Stay tuned for our next podcast. Thank you.